Welcome to the Nerdtastic and 3D Podcast. It's Nerdtastic in 3D. Oh, it's Nerdtastic in 3D. Yes, it's Nerdtastic in 3D. Hello, and welcome to Hi. 2012, nerds. How are we doing? Thank you. Hello. Pretty good. Nerd. <laughs> so hello, everybody. I'm Jason Carter. I will be your host of the day for Nerdtastic in 3D. Joining me, as always, Sean Fennell, <laughs> Jack Eckler, <laughs> Josh Lebrot, Adam McFarlane. Say your name, Adam. Adam <laughs> McFarlane. You can do it. You Think can about do it. it. And we're here. It's 2012, guys. How was the, uh, how was the holiday break? Did anyone go anywhere? No, I went. To, I did. I went to Chicago. It was great. <laughs> I went to San Antonio. Uh, nowhere. I, no I stayed at home. Hey, don't, don't fuck with me. I saw the Alamo. There is no base. Stayed at home. Did nothing. There the Alamo no with Billy Bob Thornton. <sighs> Top Gear was at the Alamo. Jason Carter, everybody. Jason Carter. Well, it was a movie with Billy Bob Thornton. It was. It was. It wasn't. But Top Gear went to the Alamo. Did we, they? We spilled cow shit all over that main drag right in front of it. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to hear, right? It's a, you know a San Antonio. For you guys who haven't been to San, San Antonio, is an interesting place. That uh, that downtown has a lot of history and a lot of ghetto. I have no idea. <laughs> That's what I came home with. From that trip. <laughs> San Antonio, it's fantastic. <laughs> is it? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, but I, I did leave out. We. I am going to post. I don't know if I told Jason this. I told some of the other guys this. My sister and my niece. Oh. My niece, who we talked about, my sixteen-year-old niece, who was having the high school dilemma that me and Jason had kind words with each other about. Uh, she made a t-shirt for the Nerdtastic in 3D crew. You did not tell me this. I did not. No. And it is, uh, I took a picture of my sister in it because she's much better looking than us. us. And uh, it, it just says... Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you share? I, I will. I got I to gotta get that. I lunch with you and you told me I got to convert the picture. <laughs> Technology, te- technology takes a while. Anyways. <laughs> convert it from what? She, she poked a lot of fun... Oh, <laughs> your, your mic came Jack just pulled his microphone clear out of his cable. <laughs> what are the technical difficulties? Jack is so incredibly excited about this story that he just Tech- ripped his mic. Am I, am right I back? Am I back? Am I so technically savvy that I'm back? That uh, she took it a next step further on the T-shirt. It says Nerdtastic in 3D in the front, which is obvious. But then it says in 2D on the back. But then it says when 14th prestige isn't enough. <laughs> when is it ever enough? For me, never. So let's talk about uh, the entire wrapping up of 2011. Let's look at some NPD polls for a second. How about the fact that for 12 months... Yeah. It's not really a poll, sorry. Uh, for 12 months straight, the Xbox 360 was the best-selling console, bringing in $6 billion not for surprising. Microsoft over the course of 2011. It's decent. Trump change. We're There's, talking seven figures. They're spending the money in the right place. All Xbox right. Live. Do you think it's Xbox Live that brings it in? Because I think it, I think the the poll was about the hardware that Microsoft sold. Hardware hasn't changed since the Xbox came out. I mean, they've made the slim. They've made it slim. They've added some features to it. But and as we talked about one of the other shows, yeah, I mean, but the other show we talked about what we'd want to see in it. That yeah. stuff's still off, you know. Hmm. I, I I don't know what you guys feel about it, but I feel like everything they keep adding to Live makes it a more viable home media center type thing to have in your home gaming there's certainly yeah they're certainly branching out to do more of the 
living room computer, right? That's what that, that's you, what the Xbox is more. You've and more said that 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 Xbox is or Xbox has pushed games. Games aren't the priority anymore. That's not true for Xbox. That's what I heard for Xbox Live. Maybe it was that 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 the priority isn't the games now. It's they're moving stuff towards the the, the streaming, the media, the. Well, I think they're trying the, to branch out. But from what I understand, the Xbox 360 will and will always be huh. primarily a game. Machine. I don't know where I, I don't know where I thought I read that, but I thought I did. I think it's both worlds that they want. They they want they want yeah. they want the mom and the dad. Yeah, the yeah. cake and eat it too. Yeah, exactly. Can't have that. Yes, Science you can. told us you can't. <laughs> I've made cake. And Mythbusters eat it. did it. You can't. You have cannot have cake your cake and, and eat it too. Eat it. It's scientifically impossible. Because once you eat it, you don't have cake anymore. Yeah. Why buy the cow when you, you get the milk for free? You. Yeah. At what point do you are you doing both at the same time though? There's got to be a point. Never. There's got to be a point. There's a point throughout the entire eating process where you yeah. have cake and are eating it. Technically, that's accurate. No. Yes. The yes. moment it leaves your hand, you no longer have it. So having is just holding. I hate this conversation already. <laughs> I hate that we don't have cake. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I'm more pissed that we don't have cake sitting here for more beer in the conversation. Yeah, more I'm beer. A pie guy. That'd be nice. Myself, I love guy. me some cake. I like ice cream. I'm, I'm an ice cream man. Give me some eclairs. Ice cream cake. Some eclairs. No, you're not in on the ice cream. What would you do for a Klondike? Cake, you right. need to leave. No. Peppermint ice cream. <laughs> don't you have a dog to let out? Probably. Mint chocolate chip. So one thing is probably worth bringing up, because it's happening as we speak, is CES 2012. What does CES stand for, Jason? The consumer. The consumer? Yes. A consumer. Consumer? Electronics show. Consumer electronics show. Let's talk about something we really want to talk about, which is also going on right now, the AVN Awards. Oh, that is true. Which should be shown on Showtime. Why did those happen at the exact same time? Why not? No, no. You think you would want all the nerds that are at CES that are going to probably come. They do. And spend. How do they do both? Are they both in Vegas? To go. They're both in Vegas. Same time. They're in the same thing, too. Like upstairs and downstairs. No, because the nerds from CES go take. Hover arm, hover hand pictures with hover porn hands. stars Love, up there. <laughs> hover hand, hover pictures. hand. Have you ever uh, seen a hover hand moon, picture? Moon blood, moon, moon blood. What's that chick's name? The actress. What? <laughs> moon blood. <laughs> There's a girl named Moonblood. Oh, we know what Adam's name and his first child. Uh, <laughs> Adam's Moonblood. Been, Adam's been watching primarily Bollywood films. I think <laughs> they're like. pretty good. Hover pictures. I've never heard of hover hand. Cover. Oh, never heard of hover hand. The hover hand. I know what it is. Okay. That reference. Is that what the kids are saying these days? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a picture that a, that a virgin takes with a hot chick, and he he hovers <laughs> the hand instead of actually touches the woman that she that he's taking the picture with. It's because called she's a hover hand. What? Dirty? So like, no, because they're, too, can, nervous, because they're too nervous. To actually too nervous touch them. to actually touch the woman. They're just you like, can tell oh, that Sean is not nervous because around Jack. Because his Imagine hand my did stand is the woman. They're I just did like, a hover hand. No, I you wanted to. Not. I'm being hover handed right now. So has anybody been following it? Anybody have any thoughts on uh, any particular consumer electronics device that they've seen that they like? Snooze fest. Everything is all concept and nothing is great and I, everything is the same. <laughs> yes, kind of. Uh, go ahead and take that little drink and uh, I, I think the timing of it is it bad because it's right after Christmas and I can't afford to go. <laughs> Which, yes, it by, chaps That's my ass kind of that I have a pass. and we could, Hopefully next year more of the uh, Nerdcastic crew is there at CES and we can... Do a little more coverage for it, but now some, by just sorry, Jack. By more of the crew, do you mean any all of, of us, the crew? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I want to know that I have some anybody's. backup to go at with. At least me. one of the crew. Yeah, at least one of the crew. Uh, things I've seen that are kind of interesting. I need to see actual video footage of it playing, but I don't know if you guys have seen what Razors put out uh, or going to put out called Fiona. Yeah, uh, there is video. There's video on Engadget actually of it at playing. I've only seen the 3D like 
turntables up, but I actually, actually haven't seen gameplay. Uh, That's the, a handheld thing with the controllers so, on the yeah, side. Either yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's video of uh, people playing it. Yeah, so the in the video, they go in and talk about the fact that it's an i7, I believe, processor mm-hmm. on it. It's got it's basically a laptop in sort of tablet form, but it's a beefy machine. It's a, I mean it's it's designed to be a beefy machine, and they they believe that when it comes to market, it will be sub one thousand. And this is the the device that has the two. I would almost call them like Wii like controllers. They're or like the PlayStation Move. PlayStation yeah. Move. Yeah, on the sides. They say it's a console for the PC gamer. That's what I've read. They're they're trying to market it to the PC game, but looking at the device, there's nothing on there that says PC gamer to me, What's other the than the game. Keyboard. Well, I think that's the thing right there, right? Like the games supposedly can be played like a PC game in high resolution graphics right out of the box on that thing. You download it from Steam, it just runs on that guy, which is interesting. It's an interesting concept. Hmm. Yeah, I. I I'd love to have it in my hand just to see what it see what it feels like. Uh, the other cool thing that uh, Jason and I I'm very curious to see what your take on, and we talked about this a little bit was uh, the introduction of Sony uh, and I believe LG and one other manufacturer coming out with potentially their first tries at uh, 3D televisions minus the glasses. Glasses free, 3D glasses viewing. Free. I believe Toshiba is the other. You can only be. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, let me finish chewing. Thank you, Josh. Uh, the one cool thing, and I, I was telling Jason this earlier, that I think is kind of cool, it, regardless of the 3D aspect of it, I, that I could care less about, believe it or not. But the, the aspect that I do find cool is the res that they're doing this to get that effect is actually showing, uh, or it has the potential to show 4K images. Which oh, is, yeah! Which is the jam <laughs> if they can come out with 4K content, content. ever on, on Blu-ray, which would be amazing. To people mm-hmm. in our industry and in film, especially live action film that's shot in 4K. So I gotta um, buy The Matrix again in 4K. I would, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Here's only, the only problem. Yeah, my cat, my cat's three. named Neo. It's only gonna be worth it if the TV is as big as your wall. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you go to that point. Yeah, there's I, there's an 84 inch 8K, which I'm cool with. That was announced. And what sucks HK again, all this Shark, stuff too. Eight, the 8K yeah. one. Yeah, sure. But again, man. it's all concept, and you're just all. I'm never going to see this, and if I do, it's going to cost well, me $150,000. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is, is the whole pipeline has to be there, like shooting in HK, uh, everything, uh, or 8K. Right, right, right. And the, the guy was saying that it's, it was surpassing 3D because it's like, screw 3D when I can just watch real life. Like, that's what he was saying when he was watching this 8K 80-inch monitor. Of there what are they like just going to plug it into the back something? of my head yeah, but, so but it he goes said directly it was, to my as visual As the cortex. resident stereographer, I would argue that if you're going to see it like real life, you would need a second <laughs> viewpoint for your second Probably, eye. Probably, but what, what I'm saying is that the current resolution Touché. of... The current resolution of 3D right now versus something that is presented at 8K resolution, there's a huge difference there. And that's what he was saying, is that the, the 3D you're going to get now, even on a TV, an HDTV, whatever, is still 1080p versus this 8K, which is whatever. I... You know, my thing, and I was talk- I was I had a conversation with David at work, uh, one of our one of our friends who's an animator at work with me, Josh and Sean, is that I'm at a point in my life now I want bigger. I, I just I keep I keep wanting well, such an overshare, Jack. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I want. <laughs> that's what she said. Midlife crisis. I, uh, I no, it's just you could you could you could throw me an OLED TV with the best display ever at 24. I why what, what do I want that in my house for? Yeah, I want I want the hundred inch affordable LED LCD <laughs> plasma TV. Yeah. That's just me. I want it to be retarded in my house. I want you to walk in and your friends just get pissed. Because it's glowing. Just for multiple reasons. One, that it's, it's just too damn big. big. I want my wife to be pissed. 
I want it's just all that of, big. I want all of my walls to just be playing TV constantly. <laughs> well, I, for what Adam said, which though, channel, Sean? Any, all. Yeah, <laughs> I want it to be immersive. Porn the in bigger the, the TV gets, the more and... immersive it is to me. Unlike 3D TVs, where they tell you you're like, oh, you're more immersive when you're watching 3D TVs. I, I can see that, but immersive is a hundred inch screen that I'm I'm watching. That yeah. that's immersive. The guys are as big as me on screen. I don't know. <laughs> that's immersive. Immersive is plugging a jack into the side of your head and well, like that. you see it in your brain. You fucking immersive. Fucking one upper. Well, <laughs> that's where we need to go, man. Give me, well, give me content. I don't want to be tethered to anything. I don't, I don't have, have to. Look, what am I plugged into? No, yeah, you you're back to the glasses, Sean. Yeah, you're tethered. It. No, you plug it in. Where it's does got, the plug go? Got a little antenna, and you get this oh. shit over the air. Oh, <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah, someone, neck until someone hacks into it and puts on, you know, freaking. So, so Jason high takes your brain five. over. Jason, do you think? Do you think? Okay, so the tech that they're showing with the with this 3D. It, we talked about a bit. I, I think it's a little hokey right now where you have to stand to get the best viewing and all this. Talking about glasses-free technology. Yeah, the glasses-free tech. I, do you think that's where things are going? Do you think that's going to be a viable thing? Or I absolutely think that the future of 3D is in glasses-free viewing. Do I believe that the methods that the current consumer electronics manufacturers are using is the actual way that it's going to work? No. Because the problem right now is that all of the content has to be divided into, like you have left left eye and right eye, and then the problem that they're having is for the, they don't know how to display it, left and right eye, they can flash that back and forth. The problem is how do you block the user's right eye so it doesn't see the left image, and the left eye so it doesn't see the right image? That's the problem they're having. And until they can do something with the actual glass that's in front of the actual like LEDs, until it's done in the glass itself, and there's prisms that are redirecting light according to how far the eyes are apart which there's a lot of theories behind but until that's being done well i don't think that we're going to see a super successful glasses free technology what about contact lenses that's what i was just thinking Ooh. do you would oh, you I like where your head's at adam would you as a consumer want to have something extra that you put on your in your eye no. or on your eye oh, i already wear contacts can they be the same contacts <laughs> Polarized. You get your contacts. prescription. Yeah. Can we genetically engineer people for 3D eyes? Why don't we just bypass it and plug it right <laughs> in? You will now be able to see 3D. 3D <laughs> but somebody like me who doesn't wear glasses, I'm not putting contacts in. We got my son a 3D. Just throwing that out there for uh-huh. uh, Christmas. And uh, honestly, we turn the 3D off most times because it gets confusing, mainly because of the viewing angle. Like it's got probably a 10 degree viewing angle before it gets really. I think wonky. it's probably even less. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure it's less. But. Yeah, the the sharp screen that's uh, on board the 3DS is. It's problematic in the fact that it's a lenticular technology that they're trying to display it on. You know, so it's. Basically, they're taking a column of pixels, like say the odd column, all the odd columns will go to one eye and all the even columns will go, go to another. And there's a tiny, tiny little black filament in between those columns of pixels. Mm-hmm. So your right eye can't see you know, the, the even columns and your left eye can't see the odd columns or whatever it is, whatever they choose to do. The problem with that is, like you're saying, you tilt that sucker even the slightest degree and the 3D breaks. Tilt it even more and then the image becomes inverted so now you're yeah. seeing the wrong thing and everything looks backwards fantastic and so. it's kind of it's kind of difficult the 3D. Sold it. Sold with something that, that you're with something you're holding in your hand and moving around <laughs> yeah. while you're pushing buttons it kind of makes it yeah difficult makes yeah. it sexy mm. uh, sexy i'm i'm going to throw it out there it's sexy makes you die <laughs> makes you die it's sexy all right Barry. i i did see something else though today from cs that i thought was kind of neat too on the tv front was uh uh, Sharp Aquos does is doing a line of these super light TVs, and uh, the one is a it was a 
27 or 30 inch TV. The woman walked out, a model walked out as a briefcase. It had a handle. That thing was pretty sick. And uh, they go all the way up to 60 inch. And the 60 inch, the guy's hanging it up on the wall, looking back around like it weighed nothing like put a piece of paper. And what's crazy is they're wireless. So within 90 feet of, I guess, wherever your signal's coming from for your TV, you could, and I was thinking about this, walking around with my 60-inch TV to the bathroom. I got this, and as long as you're 90 feet away, it'll actually send an HD signal to the TV to watch. It's How pretty cool. How insane is that? It goes all the way up to 60. Now, that's, that's insane to think you're going to put, you're going to walk with a 60, but say if you had a 24-inch, a 25-inch TV that you set up in your living room, you're doing something, you're yeah, like, well, I'm going to take that into my mouth. office to keep watching, or your wife goes... I'm tired of you watching that crap in the living room. Take it somewhere else. You can walk. You know, you can go. Some, you can go into another room with it. You just glue an industrial magnet to the back and just stick it to any metal surface. Put it on your fridge. <laughs> you could. I'll think about when I was a kid when Hanging I screwed up. our TV up as a kid. I put a Hanging big magnet to the front of my tube TV, and my dad uh-huh. walked in and goes, "Really?" And you pulled it away, and all it had was a ring of colors that never went uh-huh. away. I, I just am stuck on the idea of a 60-inch TV hanging from my refrigerator. Because then how do I get to the contents of the refrigerator? You just move the TV and you just take it in one hand and then you go and get your... You, gotta you make can't your, have your You go and get your fruit punch. You gotta make your choice, Jason, priorities. And your priorities obviously lie in the wrong place. Like you have eating. to choose to li- be lazy or eat. <coughs> Perishable foods. Go into the pantry, Jason. Interesting choice. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, Josh, you, you kind of commented on this, but... Where's the pizzazz of CES? It's gone. I mean, this is even uh, Xbox. I'm not Xboxes, but Microsoft's last year at it, too. I don't know if you read that. No more Steve Ballmer keynotes? No. I mean, because they have their own. And and this is kind of the the worry that, excuse me, the worry where CES is going is that there's not going to be um, enough big big brand names there, I guess, if you will, to, to talk because they're doing all their own individual um, <clears throat> keynotes because uh, Microsoft's ex- not excuse, but I mean their uh, explanation was the time of the year that it comes out is not a good time to display what is coming out for them. It it just doesn't line up good. Like I said, the timing is poor. Yeah, but not for everybody. <clears throat> now, note I haven't been in probably three years, or maybe it was four years, but I, I mean the stuff online it still looks pretty big. I mean it still looks like that's still a place you want to try to showcase at least some kind of new tech to well, get there's out there. Certainly what, hundred and thirty thousand people or something that go on the show floor throughout the The convention's the biggest one I've ever been to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Bigger than Comic Con. Did you see Yeah, it's bigger than Comic Con. Which wow. I get, Jack, I get your point. It's it's large and if you have a consumer electronics piece of equipment to show off, that is the place to do it. Here's my thing. For two thousand twelve, where is the pizzazz? You've named well, we've named is, what, maybe two what, products that are really flashy. The out of a whole convention? Well, I mean, the, what's... Pre- uh, well, the the one thing, too, I was going to say is that a lot of the stuff that they just show, it's recycled or it's already been out. Because a lot of times they will have this concept of, hey, we have a 3D TV and it's the concept. So this was four years ago and only one company had this. Then the next year, two companies have it. Then the next year, every company has it. So that's like a huge display and nobody has gotten to a point where it's anything new. It's like because we've gotten... You know, a tablet now that we can connect with 17 different devices on our house. Oh, but we brought it to a TV and now we're showcasing that. You're just like, okay, so something I've already used, something I already know is just on a bigger display. So there, there's no, you know, there's no wow moments anymore because with technology going as, you know, moving as rapidly as it is, they always come out with prototypes 
a couple years before. And then they actually show it like three years later where it's actually probably, you know, possible to buy. So you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I saw this already. Is it in the middle of a, I mean, in the middle of a cycle where it just ebbs and flows where, you know, every four or five years you cycle through and, you know, you get that early year where one company's got something brand new and big or is it? Well, this date hasn't changed. I mean, CS has been going on the first uh, week or two in January for, I mean, as long as I've known about it. Yeah, yeah. Years, so sure. I, I mean, it's 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 not like that's changed to sort of screw people up. I, I, it's tough for me because I'm not there. Two, I haven't actually followed enough footage this year. I'm usually on top of that because I'm, I'm just really interested in gadgets and stuff. Uh, to me, it looks about the same. But I mean, I can see what Josh is saying. If Microsoft's not going to be there anymore, but at some point, Microsoft is going to have to have its own thing if it doesn't work out for their schedule. Which they will. They'll they'll sit there and they'll, and they'll go through their own thing. And I mean, especially with like Xbox, they use E3 to display all of that, yeah. you know, a, a gaming type of software. And everything well, what like about that. the the Microsoft table? Like, did they show that Surface? At, Surface, yes. Did they show that at CES, or did they show that at some other? Thing. That's a good question. I don't know. No, because I mean, I'm sure they did back when it came is out. Is that even anywhere legitimately? I, no. I don't know. No, no yeah. I don't it's think It's in so. every Harris casino across the nation. Harris? <laughs> <laughs> no, Harris. I'm sure. No, I, it got bought. I know. I've, I've heard stories of people who have and bought it's that. And have you guys ever gone to a, a Microsoft retail store? <laughs> it's in a Microsoft retail store? Yeah. Oh, no, no way. I've actually never oh. seen, though, a Microsoft retail store. Isn't there one in Bellevue? Bellevue, yeah. They did have a big announcement though. I, they did the uh, they did sort of a pseudo merger with LG, which was actually pretty big news. So I, I forgot what the uh, Mark Mark sent out the Mark, one of our friends sent out an email about that about LG and them doing some sort of joint merger where there's a percentage now this huge percentage of the market share they own for phones like Microsoft because of merging with LG. Hmm. Um, Microsoft but has I, merged with LG, or they're or, using LG for screens. No, LG's. It's something somebody somebody responded to one of the threads on it because I I, I, I pseudo read the article and it was something about Microsoft's supposed to make ten dollars per product or something for them using LG using their technology. They're friendly. Oh, they're licensing their patents so yes. that LG can I, use That's what them. it was. It was the patents. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did read that, and it's not just uh, they licensed them to Google as well, didn't they? So like. No, no, no. Yeah, I think the Google, the Android platform is using certain software patents that Microsoft has. So every Android phone that's out there, Microsoft makes some money or something. Yeah, that's what we were saying. We were saying something like it was like 10 bucks. 10 bucks, yeah. It was like 10 bucks, but now, but if you figure it with Android and everything else, that covers this vast amount of market that $10 times 10 million. That's not chump change. That's impressive. Yeah, the patent, some shit. No, 7 billion. So the nerdtastic <laughs> what is assessment but of what is CES 2012? Yeah, so snooze fest. Yeah. So I've got something I'd like to bring up. Something I heard the other day that I haven't stopped thinking about since, and it's a simple, simple little fact, which is for every one. That was minute, a great dramatic pause, by the way. Go ahead. He's thinking. For, he's no, I was thinking how to say. It. For every one minute of the day, there are 36 hours. Of video footage uploaded to YouTube. Well, yeah, Think okay. about that for a second. So the, for every, every minute that goes by, <clears throat> 36 more hours of video content have been uploaded to YouTube. Does that mean we're slowing down time? <laughs> <laughs> Close, Sean. Because here's what I was thinking. If you sat down, Adam and I were pondering this the other day. If you sat down and said, my goal is to catch up on every ounce of YouTube footage that there is. 
and you started watching YouTube right now, every minute that goes by, you are 36 hours worth of video footage behind from when you started. 35 hours and 59 minutes behind. To be exact. So what would take less time, getting to Alpha Centauri or <laughs> watching all of the videos on YouTube? So I did, did some more math. Alpha Centauri. I did some more math. So your goal, again, is to continue to watch nothing but YouTube footage to catch up on YouTube. At the end of a 24-hour period, say you've uh, spent an entire day watching YouTube. We're not counting loading times, by the way. No, it's continuous. It's instant. You don't have to buffer. 24 solid hours <laughs> like of video that. content. No buffer. <laughs> when do we get that technology? Uh, you got to get out of time, Warner. Unbuffered video. <laughs> After those 24 hours, you are nearly six years behind. behind. Yeah. <laughs> Go so, so for one day, you're six hours behind. Six years. Six, six years. In one day? In one day. After one day, you're six <laughs> years behind. Go modern world. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. 5.9 something years. But I Attention know, span. What percentage gone. of those videos have less than like 10 views? I don't know. But that's here's the I thing. Know. Those, that's, it doesn't like, matter. What's in the lower echelon of like some <laughs> random... What just, is that in Stanley Nichols? <laughs> eight. You're eight nickels behind. Think about this. Shroot bill. What is Google doing to house all of that data, to store all of that data? Mm-hmm. The cloud. What would it take? Think about this for a second. What would it take to say, okay, after 24 hours of every single day, we know there's going to be six years worth of more video footage. Where do you store that? How do you plan Canada. for that kind of exponential growth? Canada. <laughs> no, is it like a, my guess? Area 51 in some underground bunker. Canada. I like Canada better, though. I think Canada's a, Canada's a lot of people a, like Canada. Canada's a, a great area Canada, to store shit. That's a whole top topic. Habit. Well, I heard today that Canada is the second largest country in the area. <laughs> In the area. A lot of space there, man. Which area? Go the from area. America to America Junior. So, so why again haven't yeah. we taken over that area? Because <laughs> most of it is frozen a, tundra. A t-shirt that said Canada, America's hat. Yeah, America's top hat. <laughs> Mexico is yeah, America's that's a good point, Jason. I Yeah. Florida is America's wang. Compressed. Oh. I mean it's just it's just super compressed. It's like a penis. It doesn't matter it, file, how I, compressed I, the files are. You're talking about after one day, six years worth of video content. It gets even deeper, though. A lot of it is HD. It gets oh, a step, floppies? It gets a step Blow deeper. my mind. It melts all, my face. It's all on floppies. Oh, you, get that, you can get that shit cheap now. <laughs> you can get floppies. Five, five and a half, Jason. Yeah. It's all don't on be, five and a half. Don't be ridiculous, let's say, Don't be ridiculous. Let's say Come that on. Google has... Zip like, drives. They're on zip drives. <laughs> <laughs> Those pieces of shit. Let's say that Google has these massive like data farms Which that they do. That they could just store all this information in, right? Yeah, they have let's to. Let's imagine. Yeah, let's hey, imagine let's that imagine in this fairy tale world. Google has publicly said, hey, your video content on YouTube is safe from destruction. <coughs> Which means every ounce of video footage on YouTube is backed up. They're Correct. Wrong. Probably not only just backed up, but offsite backed up as well. Which Archive. means Area if, 51. if there is a building Canada. of nothing but storage for YouTube and the exponential growth that YouTube is going to have, that yeah. means there's two of these buildings. I'm in the at, wrong business. I need to be in buildings from YouTube. It's probably <laughs> not buildings. It's probably vaults underneath a, a, a mountain that used to be a mine. What is the name of okay, that? Okay, no, there's a, there's a storage no, they, company that Sean, I think, is talking about. There's a storage about. company yeah. that, that is underneath the mines of like... Mm, 
Well, it's Mines by no, of Moria. No, well, it's sort of no. NORAD style. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a NORAD, NORAD style they setup. Deep. It's they an old, deep. it's an old salt mine, right? That that that. But it's it's a, it's in a it's in a mountain, and you can pay for the service. And big they companies, the, the U.S. government, actually, yeah, no, well, no, but I mean companies do this as well. Documents in there. Any any archive documents, photos, like actually, this place houses the largest collection of archive photos in the world. And paintings and films, actually. And uh, it has the same door, like big giant metal (laughs) doors that say NORAD has. Vaults. In case of like nuclear explosions or anything else. Uh, Go-kart style. like seeds. Did you guys know they put seeds down there? What kind of seeds? It's basically they archive anything. One of almost anything. No, it's it's actually not in America. That that one that I'm talking about is in America, but there's another one in Sweden (laughs) or Switzerland. One of the two where it's literally carved out of a mountain is this big gigantic vault. And they're putting... As, uh, they're putting seeds from every type of vegetation that they can store in case the entire world gets destroyed and the survivors want to repopulate the food supply. It's like a Noah's Ark situation. Yeah, very. Good. That's sort of how this <laughs> this other place is as well. But uh, I, yes. I'll try to find I'll try is to find funny, the name Josh? of the company. It's an archival vault. <laughs> He's talking about <laughs> mithril and shit. <laughs> He's talking about what? Mithril. He's like <laughs> where the, the dwarves <laughs> mine. Adam's like, oh, you don't oh, you're talking about Moria? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The of Moria. Was all the mines of Moria. And then Adam's like, oh, they're looking for mithril. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll try to find a link to the, the company the that does it. It's mind, kind of interesting. Mine but. down too far and unleashed. Can, can we take a, a tangent and say demon? I watched uh, Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray? Yeah. Just yeah. Don't was it good? It, yes and no. Uh, I was thinking I was telling Jason it was like the stuff like Gollum, which in the Lord of the Rings looked absolutely fantastic. He still looks good. It's the comp that doesn't mm-hmm. look very good anymore. Like that doesn't hold up on Blu-ray. Where you, you he stands out really. <laughs> Significantly, or it's it's much more apparent. He doesn't live into the in the plate. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's that's the stuff that I noticed. And a lot of the did um, I ever tell you guys that I spent a, a long weekend watching all of the movies, like the full uncut version? That's of what all I said. I got movies. that's what I got on Blu-ray. Something like nineteen hours yeah. of film, and that's just the film. By that's the end of the that, you'd features. be like twenty years. Have you watched YouTube. the special features though? Those not all. They're pretty good though. Yeah, they're pretty good though. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was kind of a. Uh, it was kind of a little disappointing. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the movie was just as good. as The movie's so just as good, but it's just like I don't know what I was like. So really when you get when you get your Blu-ray. 8K TV, how about the Star Wars? Really pissed off. How about Blu-ray? the Star Wars Blu-ray? Has Blu-ray. anybody seen those yet on Blu-ray? No. Yeah. No. I'm just really looking forward to Jar Jar Binks. You know, if you know what I mean. I you know what I mean. Is it Binks no or Big Slappy with my Binks. dick? Binks. B i n k s. Go on. Guess I'm not. Misa never want to watch that again. I'm listening. You're you're better off, Chase, for not knowing. It's really Jar Jar that saves the uh, the Star Wars franchise. By the way, <laughs> did you guys see the that YouTube video of the... Uh, things you'll never say. We actually got an argument no one, in our daily no today. Stuff nobody says. Yeah. That was a great Twilight YouTube. deserves an Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see more of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> How do I make Papyrus my default yeah. font? What uh, <laughs> made me laugh so hard? Comic Sans. <laughs> you know what's really sad? I really like Papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just in heaven during Avatar? Yeah. So good. Yes. yes, you were. <clears throat> Isn't that what your wife got make... upset about, Josh? Oh, yeah. She, she was... saw that up there. She goes, I can't so believe I hate this. they spend a couple hundred million and use a fucking papyrus font. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some lo- there's some logic to that. Create your own font, lazy ass. You want some logic? Like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh no. What, what do we use? What do we, uh, pop. Uh... It's either curry or new or papyrus. Exactly. <laughs> I guess we'll go papyrus. Curry or new. That's what you use when you wanted to uh, space out the 
space out your fixed uh, width your, font. Your, your essay. Yeah, yeah. Right, Personally, right, right. you make anything bold. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's it for font talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about fixed width font fonts, guys. Talk. It's time for your kerning is messed up. Yeah. It's time for a very special reoccurring and moment we have here on Nerdtastic in 3D, which is called Get to Know Your Nerd. Also oh, known yes. as Get to Know Your Nerd. We sound terrible. God, right that now. was so off key. That's okay. That was that's really weak. You're, <laughs> you're flat. You're flaccid. You're pitchy. I think I was sharp. Did you say he was flaccid? <laughs> Flat. So this uh, week, po- probably. I hope probably. both. My God, I hope both. This week, we would <laughs> like to introduce you all to someone you've been listening to for approximately eight episodes now, Dude. Mr. Jack Geckler. You got one boo. Yeah, but Ooh, that's sad. Rough crowd. So, Jack, you know? tell us a little bit about yourself. Son of a. Where'd you come from? How'd you get started in this Whoa, industry? Oh, where did I come from? Born what in Ohio. Moved to Florida when I was three and spent almost what my entire lives in... <laughs> I love you. I uh, spent most of my lives in uh, South Florida, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, etc. Lives? Uh, yeah. Done a lot of stuffs. Anyways, moved a lot. Uh... Graduated high school in Melbourne, Florida, and then moved to Orlando after a very, very, very short stint, which I'm sure my sister will appreciate, in the Army. Yes, I tried it. You were in the Army? Very short-lived. With your little arms? Go ahead, go ahead Jason. <laughs> I, had the, I was, I, I was a, a wee man in the Army. The tallest of the started, wee man in the Army. I started singing in my head, in the Navy. The, and I was like, wait, he just said he was in the Army. Army. Sorry. No, Jason. Uh, very short-lived, got out. Uh, uh, funny story, actually, the day I got out... Arrived at the airport uh, in Orlando, drove from the airport, still with my shaved head, right to a Disney Entertainment character audition for really tall and very short people. Uh, walked in the room and they said, "Okay, here's a dance routine. You need to learn it now, and then we need you to act like Goofy. Go." So it, you are mili- both very did tall you, did, and very short. Wait, did your military no, training prepare you for this? <laughs> I was ready. Wow, Fantastic. I was ready. That's government right. trained. Your, your, your tax dollars at, at, at its finest. Because I like right to think there. that the Army Corps of Engineers just does nothing but break out in song and dance. First of all, I don't so think that's. Are I you, killed you, it. Were you part of the Army Corps of Engineers? Not even close. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> because he loves the way it rolls off his tongue. I was looking at his face. He goes, I've been waiting all week to say. Those Corps are the guys that run the LA Army, Army Corps of Engineers. <laughs> Thank Corp, you. Corps, it's corpse. true. It's true. Uh. In, in the in the words of my buddy Adam, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, out of the 40 people, me and two uh, little people got hired. That's because they uh, equaled one of you, right? What did you get hired as? I got hired right off the bat as a, um, in my height range, uh, goofy-esque uh, height. <laughs> you, sir, are goofy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played very, I, I was good friends with, as they call it in the industry. <laughs> Uh, with various characters and villains like Jafar, the Beast, uh, Ratcliffe. Oh God, what else? I, there were some other ones I was really good friend. Goofy. Uh, I would uh, say it'd be ironic ones. if you were in the Cruella Goofy Deville? threshold of height. <laughs> yeah. She seemed tall. Goofy. What yes. about Cruella Deville? She's tall. Yeah, she's a. She's a, she is. She's tall. a towel drinking water. Anyone she else tall. that you played? Uh, that you were, sorry, good friends with? I uh, was good friends with later on Bear in the Big Blue House. I was really good friends with a certain Wookie named. Chewbacca. Wow. <laughs> uh, and it was an amazing time. Did that for a good five years. Uh, during that time towards the end, I got in really... I got in with doing puppeteering there at the park uh, with some of the Henson shows that were at the various parks in Orlando. 
uh, found that I love puppeteering. And towards the end of that, me and one of my really good friends took it a next step further and got into computers and gaming and whatnot. And that cool. led into some 3D. Sidebar. Uh-huh. So the natural progression is puppets <laughs> to video games. That's, Sorry, yeah, yeah. that's what it computers. is. Army. Computers. To puppets. Army. Army to, to Disney. Puppets. To full-size uh, dress-up to puppets to video games. Yeah, we'll draw you a graph. Okay. I was all, yeah, and I was also DJing. You got this in there. That's a given. That is a given. Okay, I just um, want to throw it out there. When you're into, into puppeting and... Puppeti- puppeting. Puppeting. <laughs> You've disgraced everyone I know with that one sentence. Puppeting. P- a word. Puppeting. <laughs> it's not a... It's not a cookie, mother. It's, it's not a cookie. What is he doing? Is he puppeting the dog again? Is your tea puppeting? Is it puppeting? Thank you, Adam, for that segue. On the puppeting. We should come up with something for that. So, yes. Urban Dictionary? <laughs> yeah. Correct. Puppeting. Uh, Being a jackass. Puppeting. No, it led me into... It, it, what, what I was going to say, it led me into... So, I got into computers a bit. <clears throat> the puppeteering. I just want to know more about into how animation. You from animation. <laughs> He's Anim- miming animation. hands. Copy that animation. At the same time, a school had just opened up in uh, not really opened up, but a program opened up in Orlando at a school called Full Sail oh. uh, for animation. And oh. me and my roommate at the time, who was also a puppeteer, uh, who also did the touring for uh, Blue's Clues, for all the parents out there who knows who. It's still going on. Blue is. Uh, Blue's Clues still killing it, dude. Guys oh, yeah, man. And uh, so we both did a little tour of the school and were gosh, sold man. on the computer animation program and decided to do that and uh, did that from like 2000 to 2001, finished that, and I talked them into giving me an internship at school and I, I rode that for a bit until they hired me on as a lab instructor and ended up helping teach uh, the animation class there for a good year and a half. And then hit a point where I said, you know what, I'm doing this, but I really wanted to work on film. And uh, with a good talk with the old pops, because I wanted to do it on my own, said, well, you got nothing else going on. You're not married. You don't have kids yet. So why don't you go to L.A.? And a, and a friend offered up, uh, me and Adam, we were talking about this the other day, how having good friends is really important in anything you want to do. And uh, he offered up his couch to me in L.A. If I said, you ever came out? And I called him on it. I said, hey. Uh, what do you say I really come out can I stay on your couch till I get a job and he's like dude come out he had a one little one bedroom place and much like everybody others uh, Hollywood stories he lived in North Hollywood in a small little dumpy one bedroom and uh, he let me stay on his couch and for the took me three months at the very end of that three months I was so depleted of funds because I really had no money that I had actually applied and got hired at the pottery barn in Beverly Hills (laughs) This is right at Christmas time. And uh, they called and they said, hey, we want to give you this job. I said, uh, okay, I need a job. That, that works. At the same time, I finally got a call back from a game company for an interview. And I went and did the interview. It was at Genuine Games. And it went so well that when I left the interview, it, it was the most relieving feeling in the world to call her back at <laughs> Pottery Barn and say, you know what? It's not going to work out. <laughs> I, I found a job in my industry and, uh, and I got lucky. So I... I worked at Genuine Games. I worked on a, a stellar game that we've all Someone made fun of. Someone from Pottery Barn listening to this right now, and they're just <laughs> hates so me. pissed. Hates exactly. me. That son of a bitch. I remember him. <laughs> Folks, if you're listening, have bigger dreams. <laughs> if you're at Pottery Barn. Good go, luck with go, what go, you bi- go, go big or go home. Uh, needless to say, I worked on a gem of a title of a game called Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club the game. Uh, First rule, uh, you don't rule talk number about one. it. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. just you broke it. A lot, of, a lot of promises on that game that never came into fruition. <laughs> Get them, guys. Um, worked on that. 
but still wanted to work on film. After that finished up, Bob I started to work tits. on uh, a 50 cent game, which was just a stellar, but actually sold called Bulletproof. A quarter into that, I actually got hooked up with a friend who worked at Asylum on feature films, and they gave me an opportunity to send in clips. And I was literally, as I was working on a game animation, I would finish it, and before I would even show it to my director, I would literally send this to this film studio to be like, please give me a job. I don't want to do this anymore. I just have to ask, does anyone else have 50 Cent playing in their head right now since you just mentioned it? In the club. It just birthday. popped up in my head. I want to party. Like it's full of birthday. There yep, it is. that's the one I'm right there. I'm moving my hands up and down right now. Uh, We're all white. And what's funny <laughs> about, and this is a story to you guys who want to break into the industry, it wasn't my animation per se that got me the job because they had a lot of people applying for this job. It was that I got talked into going to play paintball with the group of artists who work at that studio and went out and just had a blast with those guys. And they loved hanging out with me. And that networking. was enough for them to want to offer me this job when I had... A very very little experience technical uh, term is schmoozing i schmoozed with the paintball Blow. gun technical B- term is networking BJ's. and the <laughs> first film was a, a disney film called sky high which is still actually to this day probably one of the best films and fun films for me to watch that and i worked on and he didn't have to give any blowjobs at all none what about a hojo there is a funny side story i would love to go into <laughs> one time about Richeroo. uncomfortableness and working with people but i i can't mention a name and it would yeah but it's a good story. Actually, Bill, my wife just heard about Bruce Campbell. No, about a certain somebody coming on to me oh. when I was at a studio who was a very high power position, Bruce and Campbell. I didn't know how to handle it. And it was it was a man. It was very weird. Where do you think your career would be now had you accepted it, bigger places? Advanced? Damn it! Would I be doing Nerdtastic? Probably not. <laughs> Probably would have sucked the dick though. He'd been Might have had penis in my mouth. Yeah, a little bit. But that's the question to you. What would you? What would you do? Wow, that's a that's a whole episode. What would, yeah, I, do, whole, what would I do for penis in my mouth? <laughs> Sean's winking at me. I guess not a lot. Uh, needless to say, uh, this that's was a Studio Asylum, which was an amazing first experience. Met a lot of great guys. I worked on Sky High, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a bunch of Nintendo commercials, which was awesome. That led into leaving there. Uh, it was also the first time I experienced getting laid off uh, right in the summertime. And I spent two months in my hot-ass Hollywood apartment sweating my balls off naked trying to find work and it sucked yeah. go on uh, but that led <laughs> I glistened <laughs> there it is Adam. I'm listening <laughs> God, I, I want to go I love so many places I love you and in I go in so way. many directions with this but I'm just trying to stay reserved uh, so outside of the looks I'm getting from everyone uh, that led me to uh, Sony Imageworks uh, where I met uh, young Joshua Labrad over here yeah, yeah. Uh, and got hired on to work on Beowulf and worked on Beowulf for a year and then those sons of bitches kept playing with my head in our department laying people off and hiring people and laying off and that uh, I went back to Asylum and worked on Apocalypto, Deja Vu, uh, a bunch of other commercials, Pirates 3 uh, and then I came back to Beowulf to find my friends still doing the same shit. Yep. Uh, but I got to work on some cool stuff. <laughs> um, left there uh, and had a chance to go to Rhythm and Hughes to work on Golden Compass, which won Oscar for visual effects and learn uh, software called Massive, Woo-hoo. which was awesome. That was Lord of the Rings stuff. They use that. Uh, yeah. Yep. They develop it. Uh, it's what me and Sean use now. Sometimes. Yeah, oh. kind of. <laughs> uh, oh, sometimes. Adam's like, that's what you do. That led to a job oh, that, uh, that led to a job at Digital Domain. DD. Working on the DD, working on uh, the Mummy Returns as a massive artist, and then 
Animator on G.I. Joe. Another gem. And Undeclosed Thundercats Project. Another gem. Thundercats Ago. Uh, And then on to animating on 2012, which at which point I try to stick around for Tron, but that timing didn't work out and got my dream offer to go to Weta. But at the same time, my wife found out she was pregger. And at the same time, DreamWorks offered me and actually uh, the Bravo over here a job. Yeah, the same day. And uh, that that uh, was a much better offer for both of us, actually, uh, to both leave the studios we Worked were at. out for the best. And uh, come over to play with old Fennel style. And um, Sean, Sean actually hired me onto his team. I was his mentor. Uh, still, <laughs> still is. Still is. Still, as much as I want to clown him, still a smart individual. And um, went on to Dragons, How to Train Your Dragon, which was an awesome movie. Actually, yeah, it was, was, was an awesome first movie to come on that to. That was actually the most fun movie <laughs> I have ever worked uh, on. I'm not a big fan of the DreamWorks films, but that was uh, that was an awesome film to go on to. And since then... Uh, they love you, though. I, I hope so. I try. And then uh, worked on the Kung Fu Panda Holiday Special with... Uh, I don't know, Josh, you were on that, weren't you? Yep. And so then, was I. Nailed it. So was Jason. Carter so was, was, too. So yeah, was, four uh, of Sean. the five in this room. Adam, you just you? suck balls. Yeah, man. Jesus. You can't prove that. <laughs> I have unequivocal evidence. <laughs> and then Kung Fu Panda 2. That's six years uh, of YouTube that just passed? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something in there. There's got to be something. We're going to find it. We're going to find it and pull it back out in an episode. And then now uh, me and me and Fennel style are on uh, Rise of the Guardians, which I guess we could mention. It's, it's out in the public domain. I can watch it already. The, the trailer is almost out. Right, but the movie title but and the what title it is, is out, Rise, yes. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of but, the Guardians. Uh, no, it's been an amazing ride, and I'm still uh, two and a half years at uh, DreamWorks, and it's just been awesome. Yeah, yeah taking a ride on the old boner coaster. Can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, free lunch for the win. Yeah. So, Jason, where you at? So that is it for this week's <laughs> segment of Get to Know Your Nerd. Seriously, where <laughs> Seriously, if, you, if you'd blown that guy, where really, where do you think you'd been? Right, where do you think you'd be right now? <laughs> so, let's, Still uh, blowing him, probably. <laughs> do we ever want to talk about that story without Kinda. naming names? Yeah. Let's take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, next episode. It, right. It's a, good, it's a crazy a story. story. It's, a, it's a crazy story. I'll tease it for the story. next story. Maybe over some beers <laughs> that we don't have. The beers. Well, I had one. Whose fault's that, Adam? I don't know. Mine, I guess. You can stuff beers in your pocket and still ride your motorcycle. So let's take it down a notch. Let's take it down to something a little take bit more it down serious. Smooth. Uh, something that I, I think, if you have any human yeah. compassion whatsoever, probably doesn't compassion. sit. <laughs> you said bring it down. I'm trying to bring it down. Appreciate I know it. where he's going in this conversation, and that made me feel uncomfortable, Josh. Go on. It's something that something that is a subject that we all know about. We've all experienced something that, if you have any human compassion whatsoever, it probably doesn't sit well with you. Yeah, I'm out. Which is that <laughs> erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Which is that premature every, ejaculation? Every major consumer electronics piece oh, of equipment that's out there. Yeah, that. The iPad, yeah. the iPhone, your laptop computer, your 360 Xbox, the microphones we're talking into right now. Yep. Pretty much everything. Probably my pants. Do you think the goldfish we just ate? <laughs> no. Everything that's of, s- of high value that you pay. Lots of money for. So not the microphones you're using. (laughs) (laughs) Not the headphones. That was funny. Go ahead, Jason. Every bit of this is made, it's manufactured in one location pretty much in China, which is the... Foxconn. 
Fox Chun is one well, of the companies. Well, that's one of the companies, the but yeah, it's uh, Shung Dong District. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude, you've been serious this whole time. You can't look at me in the face and say Shung Dong <laughs> with a serious face. I'm sorry. Uh, Shenzhou, I believe it is. The used to be, from what I from what I've read, it used to be yeah, just rice land. We are not before human. they came in. Yeah, it was, it was farming. That farming was the was the main was commerce. The export, pretty yes, much. that was, yeah, the, was, export, that, that was yeah. the the entire economy there. And the basically corporate America came in and said, "Hey, this region of China, the super rural region of China, we're going to build you up. We're going to industrialize you. We're going to make this uh, an incredibly." high sophisticated area of china and the way we're going to do this is we're going to bring manufacturing of consumer electronics devices to you and this region pretty much does like 99 percent of the manufacturing of the stuff that we pay a lot of money for and the average yearly salary is something like twenty dollars yeah What's that Give or the take end? the overtime, where they said that's where these people make make more than the uh, the minimum wage, I believe, in China. It was on. This is this this conversation stemming from. They get from, overtime. Yeah, it's yeah. stemming from another podcast. People like in Canada don't even get overtime, dude. What about the people that work at the YouTube factories? They produce carting all, all of the data around. Yeah. <laughs> the YouTube monies. The YouTubes. Go on, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> the you gotta understand we can't talk serious about anything ever <laughs> no but this is i'm not gonna lie i poor, i poor people after listening to this i mean i was more than any of you guys i was sending it out I'm like you have to listen to this because it's it's got me one it's got me depressed and down but it also it's like a, an eye-opener for multiple levels jason i mean you can go into if you want but well it's it's what we're talking about is a podcast from uh, this american life where they talk about there's a uh, performer uh is, is an author, comedian comedian and he basically—it's tra- also on Facebook. I, it's the link's already up on our Nerdtastic and 3D Facebook page. If you want to listen, awesome. And he went to China and basically documented his experiences there. Now explain this guy though, and and his beliefs beforehand and what he was into, and because I, I think that's what made it that much more impressionable to me. Oh, wait, really quickly, isn't this the guy? He who's the guy that did? It's called Manufactured Landscapes. And I thought it was the good, the same guy that that went to this Apple factory and that company, that uh, you know this, what is it? Foxconn. What's Foxconn's the, the the one that he focused on, yeah. But whatever that for you a know, reason that does that the, giant, they handle the major uh, major portions of what Apple makes. That giant plant is and stuff like that. But he's like the, a photographer and everything like that and does like lots of landscapes. But he went to this place because of the amount of people they are and what they produce and then how everybody just goes through and you see these structures that are around everywhere but it's basically trash or it's it's recycled stuff that's been put into big bricks and stuff like that and so it's all based off of the crap that we use but he goes into like the these giant plants that that have everything and i thought that that was the same different, guy different guy okay yeah different guy i think the thing that really stuck out to me is the fact that you can pay let's just take the iPad as an example you can pay $500 for an iPad and that that is more than the yearly salary of the person who made it who actually put it together almost zero labor cost almost but that concept to me the concept that you 
just throw around cash that for other people may not see in a number of years is an interesting thing for me. It sits not just in the, hey, there are, I mean, there's a whole separate subject of there are, there's a child, child labor force here. But the idea that, a, that a, an adult human being can choose the best possible option they have in their life is to, is to work in this factory, uh, bring honor to their family by working in this factory and make less annually than the cost of the product that they are actually making. It's something that just sat- do you want do you want to talk about the the how none of those products they can purchase in China? Do you want to go a step further with that? Well, yeah the the guy in the podcast goes on to say that he was talking interviewing a person who works on one of the assembly lines and basically talks about <clears throat> how he was working on the did iPod. did work did work formally worked yeah. on the iPad and what happened in the iPad press machine? Yeah, he. I think gnarled up his hand. Yeah, crushed his hand. It gets depressing in that the company wouldn't pay his uh, his medical bills. But the most striking thing is that he was mesmerized by this product. Because even though he had made this product, he had helped assemble this product. He had never seen it on. Never once seen it turned on. And the guy turned it on, and he looked at it. And what, he, what did he say to him? He goes, "It's." He said, "It's magic." He, he, when he touched it, he just said, when he it's swiped magical. the screen from one side to the next, he said, "It was yeah, it was it was magic." There were so many facets of that story that that uh, besides the 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 overall con, uh, basically the context of it being that the, the the comedian who starts this, and as I was telling Jason that I that I felt I found very very interesting is this. This is a man who believes in the Apple religion. And what I mean by Apple religion means he is a firm believer that anything at this point in his life, anything Steve Jobs had put out was pure gold. He, he it was funny how he talked about going to the Apple websites that are all, you know, all an Apple website can be is rumors because they don't release anything. But he was a fanatic and would go on this and woke up one morning saying, well, I know everything about Apple. Where does this come from? And funnier than that, is the guy who hosts This American Life, uh, Ira Glass, I believe is his yeah. name, does this very funny thing at the intro to this whole video where he, he takes his new uh, 4GS <sighs> and he goes, to, he goes to Siri, which is the, the uh, voice command thing within the iPhone, and goes up to Siri he goes, so where were you manufactured? And, or he goes, where are you made? And Siri goes, uh, California. Cupertino, California. Yeah. And he goes, okay, Siri, where were you manufactured? And Siri legitimately goes, I can't, I can't. I'm not at liberty to disclose I'm not at liberty to disclose it. And he said, why? And it just goes, and Siri goes into another thing. And that he goes, was a good question. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what it was. He, was like, he goes, why? And Siri goes, that was a good question and left it at that. Leading you to believe that Siri knows <laughs> the answer and just can't tell you the answer, which, which in itself is kind of funny. And I, and I don't mean Diplomatic to. I'm, I'm not the biggest Apple fan, but I, and I don't mean to. to and, I, and by this whole story, I'm not bashing on Apple by any means. But what I found funny is this man who is the type of person that I don't like, and it's why I don't like Apple, who's a fanatic, questioned it and said, you know what? I want to see what it's like. I want to go to this region. And this is what stemmed his whole thing. And he found that he couldn't get in, but what he could do, at first he couldn't get in, is what he could do was interview people as they left the factory. Now, this factory is, Foxconn itself is guarded by men with guns. And he had heard stories of people trying to get in, and these guards will beat you and then throw you back out on the street. So he didn't know what was going to happen. He thought nobody would talk to him. And as people came off their work shifts in the hundreds, wanted to come up and talk to him. And what I found, you know, through the whole thing, what I found really interesting is that 
because they have zero labor costs almost, there are no machines. Whereas we feel we watch these commercials with Ford and GM where they're building cars and there's robots and whatnot. When you have zero labor costs, you can have everybody do this by hand. So when your screen comes to you all brand new, there is a person whose sole job it is to wipe your screen clean before it goes in the box. And he met a lady. And the lady looked at his phone and she said, this is what I do all day long. And she was 16 years old. Yes, this was one of the, the younger ones that sort of I shocked. think you meant, what What was it, 12? Was the... The youngest, I thought. The youngest was, was 12. 12. Yeah. And, and it's it's easy. It's very easy to, to say... Well, to judge from the other side, Well, it's obviously. easy to judge, particularly with Apple, because you pay such a premium for their products. But, Absolutely. But Foxconn in particular, which is the one that gets a lot of press... <clears throat> They they manufacture everything Dell, for Dell, HP, I believe. Uh, HP, uh, the Xbox 360, as you right. pointed out. Yeah, the PlayStation 3 is made in the region. I mean, it it's is. it's interesting. This guy focuses on that because obviously he he was an Apple fanatic. Our, it's interesting because our country throughout the Industrial Revolution did this exact same thing where they we invented the assembly line and then we were like, well, child labor, obviously, let's use them as much as we possibly can. They're durable. <laughs> now that's completely illegal, but it's not allowed <clears throat> to do it in other countries and benefit from it. Another thing that I found interesting was some of the counter arguments to this because obviously that doesn't sit well. I mean, I, I think it's... I think yeah. with anybody, it does. Yeah. and it wasn't even, you know what was fucked up? It wasn't even the child labor that got to me. It was the side stories, the people who use the, the, the chemical they do to clean off the glass. They were using a chemical that supposedly Apple knows about, and they're trying to discourage them from using, but Hex- it evaporates. Hexadecimal light? Yeah, it, it, it evaporates 10% faster than alcohol. So when they use this stuff, Hexadecimal light? Yeah, exactly. Seriously? I just know it has a hex in it, that's all. At least Uh, it's the light, so it's probably low calorie. (laughs) He was there during a shift change when that team came in. There wasn't at least six atoms. There wasn't a single person who didn't have uh, uh, some kind of neurological. It caused nerve damage when you inhale it. it. He said there wasn't a single person who could probably hold a cup who he saw who was part of this team coming in. That's the stuff that gets to me. Because what Jason's going to go into with the child labor stuff was weird. And coffee. Ever. I actually found his argument very, very yeah, the, good. The you counter know? argument to all of the stuff that na- that naturally doesn't sit well is that the alternative, these people who work in a factory for little little and do this repetitive task and are suffering from repetitive stress injuries, the alternative is worse. The alternative is that they are in a rice paddy, bent over all day, getting getting nuked by the sun and that this is a this is an improvement over that lifestyle so the the logic is that by bringing sweatshops to certain regions you're actually improving the lives of the people that work there you're putting money in their hand yeah and you're putting money in their hands that was the other argument and whatnot and and it's 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 sort of hard to argue that in 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 a very weird kind of sense of way because the way he put it and it and i was i was so upset to this point Till, till they had hit this guy came on who lived over there for a long time and he saw the community change over time a lot of these people are very very happy to work there and that that was a sort of a mind-blowing thing to me in general these people who do one task all day long and what was even more funny is the way the guy put it and i love this part of it he said we work in a six, 60 seconds is a minute 60 minutes is an hour that is their day we live in a 45 minute is an hour a day. We get on Facebook, 
We go to the bathroom. We do this. He goes, when you're there, 60 seconds is a minute. 60 minutes is an hour. They work for 12 hours a day doing that exact same thing. And if anybody in the line messes up, they won't hit quota. And you, you don't. And he's like, and it's this weird efficiency that he, he was, I think he was, that robots couldn't even hit, that these people get in this, this groove. But what was, what was scary are the 16-year-olds that he talked about working there from doing a repetitive task for so long, that he met people who had wore their joints completely down. They had no joint left by the by time age, they were 20, like, yeah, 26. 20, yeah. That, what do they do then? What does a 26-year-old do at the end of that? Now, is it gonna change me buying <laughs> buying Anything? my wife my wife an iPad at some point who wants an iPad or pro- not, pro- or not buying it it's yeah I mean it, you know it. it's probably not going to change me buying you know the fact I bought an HP laptop you know, you know is it depressing my... though still yes is it depressing that we can't compete in America that was depressing <clears throat> to me we can't you can't compete with zero labor you just can't you, what might actually help change it a little bit if these people were making products that they could actually use and own potentially uh, because they're not making it in any capacity that they would ever be able to use. Or afford. Mm-hmm. And if they were in a, and if they were at a place where they could use them, then those working conditions would probably change pretty drastically, um, because <coughs> they would obviously be better off in general. They're even yeah. unionized, and I even found that interesting. Yeah, but their unions are. Oh no! We, well, you learn in the art. If you yeah. belong to listen a to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. I have a question in the in a, the related topic. What if you had the opportunity to purchase a consumer product, whatever it is, whatever you dream about owning? What if you had the option of adding on? You know when you go to the pet store and they say, would you like to donate a dollar for homeless pets? What if you could donate five bucks to the person that actually assembled your device? Would you do it? Well, that's a good little... Would they Noggin actually, scratcher? You know would you they actually I, get it? If I knew that, no, what Sean said, yes. If I knew the person or the team it was going to be divided out was going to get it off the iPad I'm buying, absolutely. What's $5 to an American citizen who's about to spend 500 on a damn device that's slightly bigger than the iPhone they already have? Well, Nothing. I, I wouldn't mind it, but I would rather the company I'm buying it for that's making the trillions of dollars off of their product give that money to them. Right, but they're a business. A yeah, business doesn't have heart. Fuck them. Which <laughs> is apparent in that video where they say it's also tax deductible, so they should. Yeah, that's not what I was about to say too. Well, the guy went to Apple. The guy went to Apple and said, "There's, there's no way they don't know about this." Yeah. And sure enough, no, they sought it. They, out. they, no. Well, what's funny? Exactly. And that was the somebody brought up to me too that they said at, before Steve Jobs passed that he had been Obama had been trying to work with him to bring manufacturing back. I want to know how the hell the conversation went, and this would have been with anybody, not even Steve Jobs, anybody who's in manufacturing. I'm back to my same point. How do you have a conversation about bringing manufacturing back when you have zero labor costs almost? Yeah. How is that possible in the States? Well, I mean, not even just manufacturing and stuff like that. It also goes into our industry. You know, the entertainment industry of how many tax incentives and stuff like that that you get outside of the U.S. Oh, yeah, they're doing it now. Heading so close to home here, Josh. I was That's what I'm say, saying. J- Jason, J- yeah, Jason <clears throat> can or cannot go into we had a We had a governor in our own state that was an actor <coughs> for many of the things and didn't lobby for it. Well, it's just even outside of California, there's, I mean... They want to push industry outside of California. Just all the well, states have all the incentives. Florida gave Florida gave DD sixty million to build a facility Jeez. in Port St. Lucie. Enough said. Gave them. Hey, 
If you build it, they will. Sure enough. <laughs> sixty million. That's a really good question, though, Jay. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm with Sean as well. Million. I'm with Sean as well because Tomorrow. you would expect them to, but yeah. you can't. Go and that's the saddest part about it. You can't. And and that's well, that was always my hate for it when I read that. You can, that. but you either won't make a profit or you'll be charging your consumers ridiculous amounts to uphold the cost that it takes to actually produce your product, right? I just thought about the idea of the fact that, let's say a, a person there, and I don't know that it's really this low, but let's say a person makes $20 in a year, and I'm buying an iPad for $500. What's another 20 bucks to double their salary? If I could give them, it's sound logic. It, you're saying it, it's just how do you make that happen? Like how yeah. does anybody make that happen? It's remember the red, you know, the red campaign. That's still around, isn't it? There's these products where ten percent. If you buy the red version, ten percent. Wasn't that of a the Gap profits, thing? I thought the Gap did the red thing. It was every. It was a bunch. Like it was a bunch Apple, of things. Okay. Yeah, Apple had it on the iPods. Yeah, you could buy. Oh, oh that's right. You buy the I red version, and ten percent yeah. of. Whatever you pay towards, it goes to AIDS research. So what happens when the companies realize, hey, these people are willing to pay an extra is, little bit to help out the people that have created this, so let's just raise our point. price five bucks. That was my next we point. Can, we can reclaim that. Are we supporting, if we give money, are we supporting what they're doing? Which then goes into the question of what's the... You should just mail money to Fox. No, we're supporting <laughs> saying that it's okay, <laughs> I mean, it's okay you're doing that labor. Just you know? some Jack, Chinese name. <laughs> Jack Josh Sean. <laughs> You work for DreamWorks Animation. Yeah. Is it okay that DreamWorks is charging more for a 3D movie? Does that sit well with you guys? What are you doing as a part of that company to stop inflating prices to the consumer? If you see a consumer's, Jack, to put it back on you, a consumer's willing to pay this much more, I'm going to charge them that much more. See, that's not my call. And I wouldn't have done that. But you work for the but company. I see why. You I work see for why the company. They I, I do work for the company. But do I work? I, I think you'd have to put it more in a, in a perspective of if I was the person in charge of making that decision. I understand why they did. And and Jason, you can attest. It's uh, you don't have to hire an exponential amount more people to do the 3D process per se. But it does still cost more. But it still does. I have to pay your salary, Jason. Yeah, or pay your salary, your development cost, Captain to, 3D to salary, your... or anybody else's salary who's doing that conversion. I have to pay them. So there's that. I, I get. You also have not to pay the conversion. You also I'm have sorry. to pay or the doing it straight out. You also have though to you pay did the, do conversions. The marketing and the distribution companies to handle your product. 3D. You get to add two other letters. So In 3D. It's just an interesting. I mean, obviously, something we can't cover all the depths of here, but it, an interesting topic, nonetheless. Well, I mean, you got you got to see if there's a demand for it. Obviously, someone is going to be charging for it, and if there's a demand to see 3D and people are willing to pay more for it, then those those are relatively intelligent people that know that they're paying extra. So I think they're as responsible for their money as we are for taking it, and uh, that's probably not ever going to change. Nope, honestly. <clears throat> Now, when we do find out that that's just not ever going to make all the ends meet, and we need to come up with different strategy, that's going to happen then. So, well, it's always the it's the vote with your dollar statement. I mean, that's across the board. Yeah. Don't buy Apple, right? That's, that's <laughs> what we've learned from today. Don't buy Apple. <laughs> well, don't buy any technology. Well, don't buy. It just don't irritates buy me. Buy no, the only thing I left with it is it Head just paper. irritates me don't of the inflated price on things. That's all. Yeah. It costs three dollars to make this, but we're selling it for nine hundred. Well, you could also argue the same thing. How do I get it for three? In a completely different area, <laughs> where 
where people are charged the amount of money that they're charged to go to concerts and the amount of money that they're charged to watch pro basketball players do the thing or the pay-per-view stuff. And uh, frankly, I think all of those people get char- get paid way S- too spe- much money. Speaking of what, Coachella tickets. Just looked. Because I, 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 did you guys look at the lineups? You guys look at the lineup? Like I, I'm actually stoked yeah. on two of the days, dude. Yeah. Radiohead's playing Saturday, who I'd love to see. Boring. Uh, wife goes, wife goes. I'd love uh, to see Chevelle. That'd be fun. No, it's just too expensive. I'm like, what? She's like, it's 285 for that Fuck ticket. Fuck you. 285. Now, that's Ew. the three day. How much of that is oh, uh, three a- day? Friday, there's nobody you want to see. No, how much of that is Ticketmaster being like, come on, shit, give me my I, shit. Do, do convenience. I, do I care? Yeah, what, is what is the convenience fee to buy it online? It's. Oh, I didn't even look, dude. I, I couldn't get past. It's going to cost it's me and a her five hundred dollars to go see a couple. Uh, I don't think it's a flat rate. People I think it's a percentage, see. so yeah. they're going to make a chunk of change off of whatever. So we got uh, we got a little bit more serious tonight, but as always, we thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to upload YouTube. That's so serious. Upload all your videos serious. to YouTube. Uh, I'm yeah, trying to catch up. I'm about to go unemployed. Please stop uploading to YouTube so I can fucking catch up. <laughs> That's our service. You're never gonna get. You're never gonna get. Maybe we should get upload. Google to send a, a penny for every second that's uploaded to YouTube to the Foxconn Ooh. company. Can you imagine though? Google, if, I challenge because of Jason's you. idea, the Foxconn sure. employees are all rolling in Bentleys and Beamer, and they're like, they never want to leave. They don't care if their hands stop at 26 because they're millionaires. Yep. Google, Thank you, Jason I, Carter. Google, I challenge you, and while you're doing that, give me two cents for every second. <laughs> this idea right here, give Nertastic their own show. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is Jason. Thanks, Sean. guys. Jack. Josh. Adam. And we're Nertastic Thank you. Good night. Good night. Yowsie. Love Nertastic in 3D? Well, so do we. And with that said, we support outsourcing. Now, with outsourcing, we decided to send all of our outsourcing to a small little community of kids in North Korea to handle our social networking. So if you want to hit those kids up, find us on, I don't know, they call it the old Twitter, Nerdtastic in 3D, or as my friend Adam McFarland would say, hashtag the hell out of us. Find us on Facebook, and I think it's facebook.com slash Nerdtastic in 3D. The kids would love it. www.nerdtastic.com. And finally, you can kid us on Nerdtastic in 3D at gmail.com. Support the kids for the love of Christ. Nerdtastic. 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 Nerdtastic.